0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to Into Costume, a podcast in support of the Costume Industry Coalition. Each episode, I chat with costume industry insiders about the intricate process of creating iconic looks for stage or screen. My name is Devario Simmons, and I am a costume designer, educator, and host. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with iconic Glenn Close, costume designer, Tracy Christensen, and costume maker, Kathy Marshall, as we discuss the Norma Desmond costumes in the recent revival of Sunset Boulevard. So Kathy, when we we step inside of your shop, we walk inside of your costume shop, um, what what type of works do we see at play? Um, Like, what, what type of things do we see?
2: A lot, <laughs> a lot of fabric. A lot of fabric.
3: A lot of fabric. I mean, you see a, an area where we do all the swatching and we meet with designers and choose fabric and pick fabric. You see long lines of machines with dressmakers and big cutting tables, lots of mannequins, lots of well used, worn out dress forms padded up
2: to all kinds of interesting body shapes i'm always amazed how you can do that (laughs) just with padding you can kind of to get a shape of a body i mean that so
3: no two are alike that's for sure
2: i'm just gonna i know we're recording but there's a box of pictures that i think has some pictures from from some fittings
0: some fitting photos oh great
3: annie with the fur tails yes (laughs) yes
2: Anyways, I have
3: that. Do you have that picture? No, but you showed it to me in your dressing room.
2: Yeah, the the first sunset. uh, Annie was five, and she was given ears and a tail, and she crawled around. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I do have a question too that I want to ask you, Miss Close, about um, what advice would you give, like actors out there, when they get into um, a costume fitting. Right. Our listeners are going to be some um, of, of all ranges of careers and ages um, and like what, what is some advice you would give them when they go into a fitting of how to speak to a costume designer and a builder about the things that they wish to see in the change or that they love about it. Um, I think sometimes there's some dialogue. People miscommunicate um, because they don't really know how to dialogue sometimes with the, um, the costume designer and or the makers. Any advice there?
2: Um, well, of course, the first thing you see is a sketch. And I think the first thing I'd say is listen to what the intent of the designer is before you have your opinion, um, because a lot of thought has gone on to that. And then secondly, don't be afraid to have an opinion. Because it's your character, and it this is the beginning of a very important collaboration. And what's important about that, I mean, what makes it good is that you are willing to listen um, and go on from there uh, together. and I also i'm i'm I don't like it when somebody says, "Oh, I don't like that." I mean, I like to if you if you feel that something is wrong, I think you need to have. To, to come up with what you think might be right. Uh, so it's not just, oh, I don't like that. That is not conducive to a good collaboration. You know, it's all about how to get it right. Um, I've always had, you know, huge respect for, for what goes into creating a costume. Um, so listen first. Um If you have questions, don't be afraid to ask them. You know, it's at the very beginning, the same thing. Also, I mean, I hate my arms. And the first thing I'll say is, okay, I don't want this and this and this and this because I hate my arms. And uh, I don't care what what kind of character I'm playing. Well, there's some characters maybe where my arms would be valid though, (laughs) maybe less and less. but. um, uh, So do I cover them? Do I uncover them? Uh, Are they tight? Are they loose? I mean things like that, I would get out uh, in front first uh so that they don't build something all of a sudden. Oh, I forgot to tell you i don't I don't like this this kind of tightness on my arms <laughs> that so you know just uh i I respect the ability to listen and to know that your character will be better when you have a costume that's been a great collaboration
0: so true. So true. And you know, Tracy, I have a, the same question for you, in a way, um, about a costume designer to, to the makers. Like, like, What, what type of um, advice do you have? Because I do think that there are a lot of times when things are designed, that there is a preconceived notion of how the designer wants to make and how it should be made, right? And sometimes the builders, that's their profession. So for sure, they have other ideas. Um, so maybe that's there's, there's some advice there also. So what advice do you have for um, a custom designer tool builder?
4: Uh, well, you need to be confident of the visual part of the idea. I think it's it's always tough when the designer because I worked for lots of different people as an assistant when I was coming up in the business, and what I observed is when designers were really unclear or unsure of what they really wanted, it made it very difficult for the maker to even begin. So having A solid idea, even if it's going to change later or evolve or transform, that's important. And then really listening to what the maker says in your initial conversations about fabrication and um, structure and how we could rig this thing and all all of that stuff is is just crucial communication. Um, You know, the, the more you deviate from how they're suggesting that something be put together, the more complication there could be later for the thing to fail or just fall apart or whatever um, they're trying to circumvent. So it's recognizing their expertise. That doesn't mean that I don't know anything about making clothes and haven't been around the block, you know, more times than I want to admit. But I am no expert, and I need. That's why I'm there. You know, I'm there to to get that on my side.
2: I have to say also that a great element in the second collaboration with Tracy was my dresser, um, Jim Nadeau, who had been with me in the original. And I think with Jim and Tracy and Kathy solved some very, I mean, talk about crook changes. Um, He remembered that one, I think it was in that red jacket. He put the zipper on upside down because it made it I had was moving up the stairs as he was doing up the zipper and he put it upside down and it just worked like magic. So he, you know, to have a great dresser, who's a problem solver, um, of course, especially for theater. Um, he, he, you know, he, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. He had a great knowledgeable um, knowledge of, of how I my track through the show and um, it really helped.
4: Yeah, I mean, extraordinary dressers or wardrobe people are the next crucial component to this. And I consult with them all the time, whether I'm the designer or the associate or whatever. You want to get those supervisors or the this, the dresser in to say, this is what I'm thinking. Does this make sense to you? Do you have any other thoughts so that we can just do it that way and not be then like dismantling the garment in a hurry and maybe doing damage to it later? When we could have just put the zipper in upside down, you know, the end. Such good solutions.
1: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: The Costume Industry Coalition was launched to advocate for the survival of New York City's custom costume industry. Collectively, CIC members employ hundreds of artisans and costuming experts. Their costumes are seen on stages and screen worldwide. To learn more about CIC and how you can get involved, or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit www.costumeindustrycoalition.com. In these trying times, many are not in the position to give, but you can always help by spreading the word. Of course, we're in this big pause, if you will, of theater. Um, but Kathy, I wanted to talk to you about Longevity. Um, You worked on the original clothes for this production. You worked on these revival clothes. And I'm sure you were working before this production also. Um, What advice do you have for some of the makers for longevity, Um, even though we're in this pause, hoping to claw out very soon?
3: Well, you've got to love doing it. I started in 1974 professionally at the Guthrie. And then I worked with Barbara for 20 years. And now I can't believe it. I've had my own business for over 20 years on top of that. So, um, and I still, I, I still love it. I, um, I just love making things. I love the collaboration, especially um, most of the time. Sometimes the collaboration can be frustrating, I will admit. But most of the time it's not. I mean, we all want the same outcome. Um, and I think you just you just have to love it. And the more you do it, the more you learn and you take that knowledge and you keep going forward with it.
2: I want to mention so, so. just one thing about quality. Um, it's extraordinary. Well first of all, I took I take great pride in that my costumes that I have a big collection, that they're treated well, that they were well curated. But it, it took a lot of time. Um, but the fact that all these years later, so it's like 30 years in between? Like 26 or 27. That those costumes were still well wearable.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, completely wearable with a lot of hand beading. Jim Nadeau, I have to say, mm-hmm. in both productions, would spend hours afterwards retrieving <laughs> beads and putting them back <laughs> on because of the wear and tear. But that, shows the quality, you know, mm-hmm. that, that how many pieces of clothing would still be that spectacular after 20 years.
0: So I was, I'm um, going back to the red jacket costume, um, specifically, I was, you know, I always wonder how um, someone describes it to others. So if you all have a picture in your minds of what that costume looks like, I would love to know how you would describe this costume. Cause some would describe it as a jacket and some pants and I'm sure there are many more feelings um, in it for some than there are others. We'll start with you, Ms. Close, if you will.
2: Well, it was really fun to wear. The, the, uh-huh. cost, the, the color was, was beautiful on stage and it was comfortable and it moved well. And um, it fit, I remember you also found a great necklace that went with it. For me, it was a perfect piece of costume. So good, Tracy, same question. I was,
4: I was hoping that it would be dramatic and befitting of who this woman once was, who she was now, um, the, the space that she inhabits, which we were using our imaginations for a lot. I mean, there was a huge, fabulous orchestra behind her and all of this amazing scaffolding and stuff but there wasn't a lot as she mentioned earlier uh to to look at it was a lot of filling that in with your mind so i was trying to make her the focus um so i was looking Enormous for uh, stole
2: every scene she was in. Yeah. well
4: and red, and red is a great uh, you know accomplice for that you know when you're like look at me and there it is so yeah i was looking for like something to really pop and and stand forward from all the darkness of that set and and make us believe that this is a garment that could hang in her closet. In addition to some of those other things that we've seen, this was worthy, worthy of Norma Desmond to say, yes, I will wear that.
2: And yet comfortable to wear around the house, so to speak. Think to
0: you, Kathy. How do you describe it?
3: Well, I thought it really hit the mark. I mean, the, the that particular costume before had been two different things. I think it, had a little bit of a struggle, I mean, of all of them, the rest of them all sort of originally um, seemed to land right off and have a clear path. But I remember making at least two different versions of that red jacket for that scene. And I think Anthony had some question about, about the design. And I felt like this new design really had the right amount of what she maybe thought was a little exotic and it was it was easy but it but it um it was somehow a little bit exotic
2: yeah it had just that touch but you also felt that it was wearable that it was real the other one was very much a costume yes as if she had worn it in one of her old productions or something
0: so good i have one last question i want to ask Um, and it's funny because it's if you could do it all like over again and it's literally you've done this all over again already um i guess it's befitting um but if you could do it all over again with this costume would you and if you would would you change anything about it
4: i wouldn't i this was my favorite thing i loved this costume and i loved how it looked in the number and i felt like you know we we achieved something super appropriate and yet fun and fresh. It was a, a really fresh thing. that just suddenly walked into the picture and, and I loved all, you know, we, we went into the fitting with my design and then while we were in the fitting, Glenn said, what if we did this for the neck? And we changed it to that and it was awesome. And, you know, like I felt like we all contributed to that costume so that it was just as it needed to be. So I honestly, I wouldn't change anything. I loved it.
0: This has been Into Costume. Thanks to the Broadway Podcast Network for their support. If you have any feedback on today's episode, find us on our Twitter handle at Into Costume. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to learn more about the Costume Industry Coalition, please visit their website at costumeindustrycoalition.com. Remember to subscribe and rate on whatever platform you're using and join us again next time for more stories to get you into costume.